Digging the shirt, Matt. <laughs> I like to, uh, you know, wear funky shirts when I'm stuck at home just to <laughs> help myself feel good. <laughs> it's outside, but hey, some real, some real summery vibes from that shirt right there. It's a, it's a party going on here. One sec, actually. I've the hat to boot if we need it. <laughs> All right. Uh, because Shivy complained on it the last episode, I need to play my intro song, and I'm actually going to do an intro this time. Let's do it, yeah. Are you ready for this? For sure. Uh, hello and welcome to the third episode of Hello, We Don't Talk, Let's Talk, and talk show where I reconnect with old friends. I'm your host, Christopher Hua, and today my guest is a, uh, I'll be honest, don't know much about him, hence the reason for the show existing. Uh, he is establishing a name for himself in the, I guess, real estate world of Kitchener-Waterloo and maybe beyond. Who knows? We'll find out. It's uh, Matthew Reitzel. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hello. Awesome. Chris, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited. Excited to have you here. I'm going to maximize this so that it looks better. Um, how's your day going? I have no complaints. Yeah, today's uh, today's been good. Um, got up, kind of slept in a little bit, um, went for a nice walk because I was feeling really stiff, and then uh, had some food, then was just like working on some um, YouTube stuff for our, uh, for our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, this is kind of the big thing going on today. I was really excited when you uh, when, when I saw your Facebook post being like, hey, who would want to be on a podcast? I was like, yeah, that's that's a I mean, the whole premise. Once you explained it, I was like, that's a really cool idea because me and me and Kurt have a podcast, too. But we're talking strictly about real estate. Right. So mm-hmm. I like this idea because, you know, it, it's just two people having a conversation. And I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts that are like that, um, like joe rogan for example or something um so but uh yeah today's today's been good so far how about you uh pretty steady i went to bed at like a bit after 1 a.m i like went for a walk because uh i wanted to play video games with my friends but my housemates wanted to sleep and i can't do those two because these walls are like paper thin and they're gonna hear everything and Ah. it'll disrupt them so just like all right see my friends in discord i'm just gonna like gonna go for a walk and talk to my friends and then when i hopefully route back home it'll be time for bed <laughs> uh, i was like wide awake for like 30 minutes after that it is cold as shit at quarter after midnight uh right yeah so i walked for like i don't know two and a half k and then got home nice just kind of stayed in bed and then went to bed how do you track that those those kilometers? Is there like an app or something that you use? Or? I just I just trust what Google told me I did. Like I have my phone on oh, me, okay. so it's just like, all right, right, we'll 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 track every single step I take for out, throughout my life, and then we'll look at it on occasion. Uh, when true, that information true. Seems yeah, interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as always, we start off the show with the last time that we met, uh, and to my recollection, Ooh. that would be when. Uh, your firm had a sort of movie screening of the Jungle Book, like the most recent oh, yeah. of the Jungle Book, and I think that was the last time I saw you in person over at the uh, the now defunct Frederick Cinema. Right. Yeah. 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 
So when what year was that? That would have been like sixteen, maybe. Uh, it was like sixteen or seventeen. I'm sure yeah. that if I were to Google it, I could get a absolutely correct answer. But you know, we're just gonna right. we're just gonna ballpark it. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Um, <laughs> so the firm Reitzel Real Estate. What's the official title of it? Um. Yeah. So, um, Jim, uh, Jim Reitzel team is what the team's called. Um, it was Jim Reitzel. He's been selling real estate for over 30 years. He had Reitzel real estate in the past. And then in like 19, um, in their mid 1990s, um, Keller Williams came to Canada. So he opened a Keller Williams franchise uh-huh. here in, uh, in Kitchener. So switch from Jim Reitzel Realty to Keller Williams, still with the Jim Reitzel team kind of underneath that umbrella, um, selling real estate with his two sons and sort of growing the office or market center as um, it goes in the Keller Williams lingo. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so about uh, five, six years ago, we, we kind of got hooked up with them. We have the, we share the same last name, but I actually never really knew these guys until like six years ago. It's kind of funny the way the whole Reitzel last name works because it's just such a large um, family and it gets a little bit tricky um, just because my dad was actually adopted. So technically, I'm actually not blood related to any of wow. these guys. <laughs> so and then, yeah, my like my dad's relationship with his family is, is fairly good, but we just don't see them very much. And there's mm-hmm. so many of them. Um, so yeah, we kind of, interestingly enough, like um, you've probably got them like Jim's Jim on the team. We send out, you know, birthday goodies on, on everyone's birthday, yeah. like to subway or something like that. So we were getting those from Jim. And then my dad, me and Curtis were always uh, like sort of, I guess about like seven, eight, seven, eight years ago, um, always interested in like investment real estate. And then finally my dad's like, go talk to Jim. And then it kind of went down this bunny hole of like, you know, you don't have very much money. Um, you want to invest in real estate. Maybe it's a good idea just to get your real estate license. Um, and then, yeah, we started working with him and then kind of the rest is sort of history, I guess, as it goes. Cause in my mind, I just had like, I, I just painted the picture just based on the, the naming scheme of it all. Was that it was like, okay, just blood relatives, just like carrying on family business or something along those lines. But it's interesting to hear the backstory of that that was just the yeah. misconception on my part. Yeah, and like Jim Jim's still kinda in the game right now too. Like he's he's been kind of in and out over the last couple of years, but he's definitely getting on the older side. Like he could be my granddad. Um and his sons could like they're like my parents' age. Mm-hmm. Um so like everybody has everybody in the office has that um that same confusion they all think i'm like jim's grandson or something yeah. but like <laughs> we're like second cousins or something oh, wow. technically but yeah. not even by blood so yeah it, it's interesting <laughs> so you said that you started to get like you had always had an interest in uh real estate investment um is there any particular like yeah. impetus that really like seeded that yeah um for sure. And I, you know, oh, I'm going to sound like the typical um, guy who's or gal who's interested in investment real estate when they get asked that question, because I think a lot of people sort of spout back to this, but it was the book. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of that book. Completely out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> Tell me about it. No, it, it yeah, it's um, 
it's one of those books that kind it definitely was like a pivot point for me. Um, it, it's worthwhile checking out for sure, uh, for, for anybody, um, because it kind of outlines the difference, um, really between like working for money and having money work for you. And he has some, a couple other books, like the, the four quadrants were basically on like the left side you have generally it's like employees, um, and, uh, like you're kind of working for money. And then on the other side, you have like business owners and investors and you're kind of having money work for you. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, I, I guess, gave me um, an insight into a potential different route because I was always sort of under the understanding that um, you just kind of had to work until, you know, you're 50 or 60 or 70 or whenever that time is that you can afford to uh, retire. And then, you know, then, then you do that and then you go live your life where it kind of just opened my eyes to a different opportunity where, you know, even with sort of modest means of income to just kind of push off, find some stuff that I want to be able to save some on the side and to be able to kind of invest that into something, whatever that is, it doesn't really have to be real estate. Um, but just having some money work for you on the side, because we're, we're young, you know, I might, I kind of, you know, I, I joke like I'm like I'm 28 and I'm starting to feel old and where's the time gone? But like we still have so much time, you know, I'm um, hopefully. Um, yeah, with the way but, things are going. Yeah, I know. So sorry, uncertain. I I, I kind of do roundabout answers, so I apologize that I'm not like nah, it's all good. <laughs> to the point sometimes. Um, so when we met, it was fifth grade. I just transferred to Easy. I guess. Bet- like right. in the years between when we met and I guess when we sort of reconnected because you like cold called my house uh I think it was right like second year university I was like oh that's a name I haven't heard in forever <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh, yeah I guess like how was how was like high school and stuff for you what'd you do after high school was it just immediately right into investment um Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I was like, you know, at, um, I going, going to WCI, I like, I would say going into high school, I was just starting to become a bit of a rebel. I was always such a, like on point with, uh, with school, like elementary school, middle school, um, really just like making my parents proud. A classic Um, painter. Exactly. Yeah. So like I, I did really well and I always went to class and, um, you know, made my, my parents proud and then sort of high school kicked in, started to get a little more, uh, more rebellious and, um, and then that was probably like the mid couple of years of high school and then sort of towards the end of grade 12, I mean, grade 11, I realized I wasn't going to be done in time. So mm-hmm talking about this whole fifth year, the prospect of the fifth year, the victory lap, as they call it, to make you feel good. Um, so then that's, that's sort of when I started uh, just really, really screwing off really hard. <laughs> and then, so then, yeah, I did, I, I did the fifth year. I did co-op at an auto shop. Um, I don't know if uh, nice. you're yeah, I did. Uh, it was this place called Ron's Auto. It's like right in behind uh, Enio's on King. Yeah, I've seen the like, signage. 
I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was there doing the co-op and basically being like their sweep boy. Um, <laughs> they had this stupid thing where um, because there's constant like oil spills in, in an auto shop, right? You're doing oil changes and stuff. So they have this like, I don't know what you call it, but it's like the sand gravel stuff that you put on an oil spill. And then you have to like kind of rub it into the ground yeah. and it soaks up all the oil and then you can just sweep it up. Mm-hmm. So now looking back, I feel like such a goof because they, they had like this, this sweep up dance where like you spray it down, you put it down and then you like do this like little shimmy thing on it. But now realizing like <laughs> they, they, they were just making fun of me was, the whole time. It was time. just to get the timing I, right. It's a totally legitimate thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was when I realized that because before this, actually, I always wanted to have like a custom, like a West Coast Customs um sort of deal like an auto shop where you're doing like cool stuff to cars yeah. um which i think it's still it, it could potentially still be in the wheelhouse depending on where life um takes me because i do like cars um but just realizing that i don't really enjoy like getting in there and um like i enjoy it but not as something that i'd want to like have as my job or like something that i have to do every day mm-hmm. um so then after my fifth year, I kind of buggered off for like two years. And I, I was this whole time always working at uh, Sobeys. I started working at Sobeys, uh, Bridgeport and Weber um, when I was 16 and then worked there for like seven years. So um, and then, yeah, so after high school, just kind of dinking around for like two years working there and um my brother was kind of always in my ear. He he's um, about a year and a half younger than me, and he's always been kind of like the more, uh, I guess, mo- motivated kind of like pushing. And he was like, "Yo, there's just like a real um, Yeah, he's like, "Yo, check this book out," and like, you know, check out this YouTube video. He's always sending me stuff, even to this day, like to keep the uh, the education going and just different ideas he was like, you dude, you should really go to college. And, um, he went before me, which being the younger brother was kind of a disappointment to my parents thinking Mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, Matt's going to just like keep continuing this train. And then all of a sudden it just like came to a halt, um, all the while living at home. And, um, yeah. So then I finally said, screw it, let's do it. I've always had a, a keen interest for like entrepreneurship. Um, so I was like, I'll do a two year business program at, uh, Conestoga. And that was like uh, 2012 to 2014. Um, <laughs> because like before that, I was always like, I always had little schemes for making money. Um, like I remember in middle school and even into high school, um, I pretty much always had like a, a, a like a candy and chocolate supply in my locker. Nice. Um, and <laughs> I, I would always do it legally too. I just go buy um, two for a dollar candy at the dollar store and I would just sell it for a dollar at yeah. school. You get that markup going. That That is my favorite um, sort of entrepreneurship story where like every school has that kid that is just selling, mm. selling, whether it be candy, like sodas, juice, chocolate milk sometimes. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. So I was doing that and then it sort of, um, it sort of, I guess, progressed uh, doing more, stuff on like Kijiji and eBay, um, just like buying and selling like garage sale type of stuff. Um, 
I would, I used to buy these, <laughs> I don't know if I could, it, it, it's, it's in the past. Um, you <laughs> probably heard of a site called, <laughs> there was, um, there's this site, it probably still exists called like Alibaba. You can just go yeah. buy a bunch of stuff from, yeah. So I'd buy these, uh, like insanity, uh, DVDs and P90X, like the workout. Um, and I buy like a case and <laughs> you get them for like 20 each and they sell for like 160. So I'd sell them for like a hundred, um, <laughs> just a different, different silly stuff like that. And then that's what, that's what Kurt was always in my ear. He's like, dude, you're always doing these things. Like, why don't you just like try and formalize that, I guess, with school. So then it was like halfway through my first year of business. I was like, wow, there's some cool, uh, there's just a cool different way of thinking about stuff here. Um, so then that's, that's when the whole Reitzel team thing started coming to, because <laughs> we were doing lots of different, like, all these different real estate training things like um spending way too much money on uh like weekend seminars and stuff like thousands of dollars yeah. um to not really have anything happen so it was nice to connect with some local guys that that do investment real estate and um so that kind of got that uh started i forget what the where was I actually going with all this? I feel like I'm just outlining everything. <laughs> there was supposed to be a point here. <laughs> I mean, whether or not there was, it's all it's all a good discussion. Um, so it's basically just like, <laughs> um, uh, like just flipping one thing after another. It's just like going on to bigger and bigger things until you eventually hit real estate, which is just like prime flipping territory. Right, right. Yeah, you were talking about what sort of started it all. So yeah, the rich dad... Uh, book which like he he really likes um real estate so definitely a worthwhile checkout but yeah it's kind of just progressed up and up and up and now um just it's kind of just like a higher the just the price values have just gone up because real estate you could do the exact same thing with you just buy something that's a piece of crap and upgrade it and sell it we actually haven't done any uh flips all the stuff that we have is all just like buy and hold mm -hmm. um with like minimum uh, just sort of like minimal actual between a buyer and a seller. Yeah. Like from, for our, for our investments, we haven't done any, any flips, um, but just like buying and holding. But with our, with our clients, we've done lots of that stuff. And, um, you've probably heard of meetups.com. Yeah. Yeah. So we started a, a meetup. We'll just plug it here real quick. Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club, um, on meetups and, so that's, that's a cool group, uh, for investors. Um, we have like 400 people in there that we, uh, we do like a monthly meetup, which is <laughs> now we're doing everything by zoom. We were doing everything in person. Uh, we'd have like 50 or 60 people out, which is really cool. And everyone who just kind of is like-minded and, um, you know, various different, uh, levels, I guess, of experience, like some super newbies and then some guys that own like tons of stuff and everything in between. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of progressing up the flips, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, how is arranging them? So like in a sort of social gathering of, you know, dozens and dozens of people in a physical space, you know, you just kind of like mingle around the room and stuff. Uh, how does that translate to zoom? Uh, it's been interesting. Yeah. Cause like the way, the way we've had our meetups, uh, sort of structured is, um, everyone, 
everyone comes in, there's like 15 minutes of sort of networking. And then typically we're either interviewing an investor or kind of interviewing each other, I guess. So there's like a set time block of like an hour or an hour and a half where everybody else is just kind of seated. And then we're like at the front doing something. So it's in a sense, it's kind of like a presentation. And then typically it's an interview with some other uh, investor, either in the club or somebody who we just know is, uh, you know, doing uh, like who's successful, who could add some value and then Q and a at the end and then another 15 minutes of networking. So how that's really transferred like pretty easily. I mean, like meetups integrates directly with zoom, which is kind of handy. So everyone just hops on. Typically there's, uh, I mean, the last one we just did, we just kind of rolled straight into an interview with everybody uh, else just muted. And then at the end, we just, anybody can unmute themselves or put their question in the chat. Um, it's definitely, you kind of miss out on that person to person, um, shaking hands, like one-on-one networking opportunities that you do get, um, in person but I think it's still effective. It's kind of the best, um, of course, best thing we have yeah. really at the moment, right? Uh, speaking about the moment, uh, for context, if anybody listens to this in like years right. from now, this episode is recorded, is recorded during the, uh, the coronavirus epidemic. Uh, how, <laughs> yep. has that, how has that impacted your day-to-day? Um, well, it was interesting. I was listening to uh, your episode with Shiv. Um, shout out to Shiv because we're also... Uh, people who haven't talked in a while that probably (laughs) should talk again soon. Um, it's, it's impacted it in a, in, in a way, like a lot of my life is still pretty much the same. Um, it's just like, I'm not actually going to the office to do any, any of the things that I would normally be doing. Like the beauty thing about being a realtor is like, if you have a phone and an internet connection, you can kind of hook up anywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's changed the fact that I'm not doing appointments at the office anymore. It's all zoom stuff. Um, it's also changed how showings work too, because you know, it's, you just have to be super careful when you're going out there. And also like, do you actually have to move? Because if anybody doesn't have to, I'm just really urging them to wait. Yeah. It's like, why are we going to go out and put yourself at risk and put other people at risk? But that being said, um, realtors and like real estate lawyers and property management were all deemed an essential service when that news came out. Mm -hmm. Um, that would have been like a week and ago a bit, um, a week and a bit ago. Um, so, and I I think the reason for that was because some people had already sold their house and they were like, they were trying to find a place and now they're going to be homeless. So they got to go find something. So those are the people we're continuing to work with, but it's like, Hey, I'm going to go view the place myself. I'm going to make sure I'm totally wiped down. I'm not going to bring my shoes inside. I'm going to sanitize everything. I'm not going to touch anything, but if I do, I'm going to sanitize it and I'm going to do a zoom tour for you and like take you through the property. And then if you like it, we'll make an offer uh, conditional upon you actually seeing the place. So mm-hmm. it's just limiting the amount of times that you're actually going out there. Um, and which I think like this, this whole time is so interesting because like, I've noticed some conspiracy theories coming out with, um, with like how, like, I I think it's a lot of the anti-vaccine people. Like it's the same type of situation right now where coronavirus, I don't know if you heard this. It's like coronavirus is like some sort of constructed hoax, um, somehow planned in some way so that we can get these 
um, vaccine. They have these like, there's this technology they're basically apparently working on like Bill Gates and whatever, where it's like you get a vaccination, but it also kind of tags you in a sense so Mm -hmm. that you can find out that you've been vaccinated so that you can come back out into the workforce and go outside again. And people are basically like, I always, uh, it just makes me like cringe a little bit. People thinking that like Bill Gates could be a bad person, but maybe I'm just a sheep and I'm getting fed the story too, because Bill Gates <laughs> just seems like such an awesome guy, like with the Gates foundation and all the stuff he's oh, doing with like world health issues. Just an um, incredible humanitarian. So then people are like, yeah, Bill Gates is trying to like scheme so he can get you vaccinated so that like Google and Facebook can like track your every move. I don't know if I really, I, I, I guess, <laughs> what are your I, thoughts on that? Have you heard anything about that? I have not heard it, but I will believe that people do think that that is a conspiracy that goes around because like, especially the anti-vax movement in general is just such an insane thing to believe in this day and age where it's just like, no, the, the, the science is sound. Just take your shots unless you literally can't. Um, yeah, uh, it's yeah. I I, I err on the side a, of science it's just for as, sure. It's just an aspect of this world that uh, I just don't want to exist in. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like Bill Gates is a good guy. Let's ease up on the conspiracies. Get off. Do what back. you want with your thoughts, though, for sure. Feel free to criticize how he got his money in the first place. Like that's fine. That's fair game. Don't make up for weird sure. ideas. Uh, I actually have a question on <laughs> Twitch chat. Uh, Oh, cool. My friend John would like to know what your opinion is on new units right now, given how hard construction is. Uh, is it worth waiting five, seven, or nine years to wait for a place to finish? Ooh, that's a good question. So he's, yeah, uh, new constructions all like, um, it, it depends. Like, I don't know if we can get a live response from him on whether he's looking at this to be moving into himself or as an investment property. Um, I'll sort of generally touch on it in both ways. Like if you're looking to, for something to move into, well, can you wait that long? Then sure. That that's fine. Like if you're, if you have a place and you can, you're not going to be homeless. So you can wait five, seven, nine years to, uh, to get that then awesome. Um, typically, I mean, it, it depends on what area you're in, but we found that a lot of people who like bought something pre-construction here, in Kitchener Waterloo and it's not ready for a year or two, typically they're going to, it's going to be worth more than when they bought it. But how long does that go on for? Like, does that continue forever when you buy something new for three? And then when it's built, it's now worth three fifty. I mean, it worked for a long time, but markets don't just go like this all the time. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at history, they, they ebb and flow. Now as for an investment, um, I sort of, and this is probably one of my downfalls. I just shy away from the new builds because it's something that you don't really have. I just don't like how you don't have the control um, because it's just physically not there. Like the builders tend to delay and it can be delayed and delayed and delayed. And now your money's tied up for all this time because you have to do these incremental deposits um, throughout. So me personally, I prefer buying something that's already there because I can actually go and see it right now and then go close on it in like a month and get it get a tenant in there um, basically just as quickly. So it's not for everybody. I, I sort of put 
like buying something that's ready and putting a tenant in it as more investing, um, honestly, and buying like a, a pre-construction something as more of uh, speculating. And because you just, it's impossible to say what it's going to be worth when it's done. And with something that's already there, I don't really care what it's necessarily going to be worth in the future because the whole, my whole premise with a, a tenanted property is you're providing a beautiful place for your tenant to live and based they're they're helping you pay down your mortgage. So your mortgage is just getting paid down over time. If the property is worth 300 and then it's worth 300 again in 30 years, that doesn't really bother me because my $250,000 mortgage has just been going down over time. So that's where the that's kind of where your wealth is built. Yeah. Yeah. Like appreciation's nice, but I don't, I don't necessarily uh, count on it. It's kind of like a cherry on top. I'll, I'll hook you up with each other's contact information after this, just because it seems like oh, sure, yeah. particularly interested in uh, hearing your thoughts on things. But um, Sure, yeah, yeah. Happy to chat. Uh, so I feel like when you started at your firm, um, you was reaching out to me part of like a, a new sort of, um, I guess, initiative uh, in terms of like getting... Uh, more business in as sort of like social uh, networks have expanded in the last like decade or so. And what uh, sort of innovations have you seen in your time uh, working in this area? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, well, when we first started getting into real estate, uh, Jim, his whole thing and his whole thing still is, is, is your, uh, it's all about your database. So it's all about your, the connections that you have. Um, I don't necessarily love the word, like the term database to refer to like your network of people, but it's just a way that people kind of understand. And it's, you know, just keeping track of your um, relationships. And one of his first sort of assignments when we got into real estate was kind of create a list of all the people that you know, and just sort of start touching base with them. Right. So that, that was basically the reason why I had been reaching out because I knew you and why not start with the people that you already know, whether that relationship's limited or, or more expanded. Um, the only, it's just, as opposed to, which I've done a lot of this too, just like ringing up random neighborhoods, which is like a really cold call. Oh, wow. um, just saying, just saying whatever it is that you're saying um, to just the these, these <laughs> Like, hey, we have, uh, you know, there. you can do generic ones. Like, hey, we have a lot of interest in your neighborhood, which is true because there's such limited supply. Do you know anyone who might be thinking about selling? Or how about yourself? Or, you know, we had a buyer just miss out on a home in the neighborhood. Uh, do you know anyone else who's thinking of selling? Basically just trying to, you know, gauge their interest or see if they know anyone. But I think with the network, it's um, just like maintaining and, and um building and and deepening those relationships and i haven't been the the greatest at it but i think yeah when it, and one, one thing i noticed too especially with reaching out to people who are more my age or even younger is the phone call um to sort of touch on your your question of how things are adapting is a, a lot of people aren't really like that receptive to a phone call just because that's just not a no, way that like, we communicate with each other on a day-to-day right. basis. And so like any sort of phone call that isn't a telemarketer, like evidently a telemarketer, we just like treat with right. some hesitation or to our parents, I guess. 
Those are like exactly two types of calls that anybody receives on a given day. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like over time, as I've been touching base with people, they sort of, you know, come to realize that I'm not just calling them just to get business. This is like, I intend to be in touch with these people and in, in real estate in general for, uh, for a long period of time. So it's, um, that that's something that I learned really quick was that, you know, it's, I can't just be asking, asking, asking for business all the time because that really turns people off Mm -hmm. and really realizing the way that I engage with a, like a a telemarketer type phone call. If I don't know the number, if it's not in my contacts or if it doesn't ring a bell, I'm not answering the call. And that's just kind of how I behave. And if you leave me a voicemail, then I'll call you back. But if you don't, then you try me again. Um, So just kind of realizing the way that we behave. So, you know, leaning more towards uh, like social media, um, keeping in touch with people that way, whether that's, uh, you know, just like commenting on people's, people's posts or just staying in touch, I guess, more with the times because yeah, I, I guess one of the lessons is communicate with people how they desire to be communicated with. Right. Yeah. Nice. Not everybody wants a phone call, but a phone it's, it, it's, it's also, you miss a lot of the communication when it's just over text. Like you could look at a sentence and it could be interpreted in many different ways in a lot of cases. You, you and lose you the tonality of how yeah, you can't delivered. Yeah, you can't hear how much I care. And, you know, like that, it's not just all about business. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of the actual, um, I guess, work itself, like a, like a house tour, um, have you dabbled in sort of like a virtual house tour setup, especially depending on how long this whole thing lasts, um, just yeah. like having that sort of, uh, I was going to say opportunity, but like that sort of technology for people to not even have to uh, physically see the house in person. Yes, true. Yes, to, to even sort of skip the Zoom call part of it, you mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. So the there's you can do it at your leisure. You don't have to schedule a time for you to to do this and that. Right. Yeah, we've been doing that on our listings for for years now. It's like a a, a virtual tour they call it, and it's kind of like um, the, the I've never actually seen the photographer do it because we always just send him to the listings. But the way I imagine that he does it in my head, and this probably isn't true, is basically like a camera in the middle of the room on a tripod, and then you just like rotate it <laughs> around, so you can kind of like get in the middle of the room and like look around it that way. But there is this really expensive technology called Matterport. Um, it's like, it basically doll houses the house. You could like zoom out and look at it from up above and you can literally see all the floors and then you can zoom in and like look at the, like the, the fine details. The, yeah. You can like look at the baseboards. Um, <laughs> so there is, there, there is technology like that. And I think we're, with any of the listings that have been getting listed, it's just leaning more on those two. You want to eliminate the need to come and look at the place. So yeah, having, having better pictures, having actual video tour attached to it. Um, and then, yeah, so that, that is something that we've been like, uh, talking about, um, a lot and just like, just getting on board with it because we don't know how long this is going to last. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are saying it's going to be quick. I don't think it's going to be that quick. So just kind of adapting into it. In the, it, 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 
I'm considering starting a coronavirus betting pool where we predict when the uh, World Health Organization declares it no longer a pandemic that we need to worry about and we're allowed to go outside. Ooh. Um, yeah. My boss's money is in August. Uh, my guess was uh, sort of end of July. Where do you, where where do you want this to uh, finally be over with? Or I guess where do you think it's going to be over? Over in the sense that we can kind of start getting back to normal or like yeah because i kind of view it like that's definitely the first step um when they say that okay this is under control now get back to normal and then i think there's also some time from then until when everything actually gets back to normal and whether whether that normal is this yeah whether that normal is the same normal as it is right now i i kind of highly doubt that um but yeah we're mid April. So, I mean, I would like to think somewhere kind of in those similar timeframes. I think generally things are getting handled decently. I try to stay up to date on things and I I know there are certain areas of the world that aren't handling it as well or, Mm -hmm. and as swiftly as they probably should be. Um, But yeah, probably like, May, June, July, August, September. I'd say when, from from your uh, definition of when World Health Organization says okay, you can go back, probably like September. Gotcha. Would be um, my would be my guess. That's and I'm I'm just a dummy. So. Oh yeah, no, none of us are scientists <laughs> that have made guesses so far. Uh, and we're probably just like very limited education on how things work in the world. Uh, but yeah. September, I'll I'll jot it down. I'll I'll keep a running list, and uh, whoever ends up being correct, I'll like buy a six pack of Corona. What? <laughs> well, what kind of money we got on this? Just a six pack of Corona. <laughs> oh, a six pack. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it's a good it's a good good reward. It'll it'll be a cherished memento for sure. <laughs> I was on a video chat with one of my other uh, friends lately, and he was like drinking a Corona. And I, we were joking about how that's kind of ironic right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, like, sorry, so if you want to ask something, I was just curious. For, yeah, we're talking about me a lot. I was just curious, like, um, what, uh, what you've been up to over the last little bit, just because I know, yeah, since the last time we actually spoke was a couple, in person at least, a couple years ago, I know. You know, we like comment on each other's stuff on social media occasionally um, here and there. But um, yeah, like what's your what's your life been like over the last little bit? Um, I'm trying to like have as few stressors in my life as possible. So my life is re- literally just like work, like sleep, work, game and then go to sleep again. And, like that's just a nice routine nice. I found myself in. I should probably do much more. Um, I started like working out. Um almost six months ago. Um, but then the gym nice. closed, so now that's been, like, taken away. Oh, uh, yeah. I, like, moved out. But, yeah, it's it, it's really just, like... I oh, nice. Have, Congrats, man. Thanks. Um, I'm being strongly encouraged to uh, make bigger moves career-wise, but it's just, like, I... There's not a whole lot that I want in the world. So it's just, like, just keep myself a stable paycheck, pay off, uh, you know, my monthly costs, and then just like spend the rest of my time just connecting with people uh, as much as I reasonably can. Uh, I still play yep. World of Warcraft uh, like two nights a week. So oh, nice, nice. 
yeah, my, my network is vast. Um, but yeah, I'm just currently working at an insurance company. Uh, trying to try, trying to make things better uh, in like my immediate department as much as I can, especially in times like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just like a nice sort of stable living. No, nothing, nothing too, nothing too fancy. Nice. Are are you still like going into a location for work right now, or is it all at home? Yeah. So I work in the uh, in the mailroom of an insurance company. So we still receive physical documents. I need to get processed. Mm. Um, so as long as the post office is open, uh, we still kind of have to have some sort of crew physically in the office to handle things. Um, mm-hmm. There were some like work from home initiatives that started, but didn't really like pan out particularly well. So yeah, but after I hope that this sort of spurs our IT department to to get to work on that sort of networking connectivity so that, you know, maybe after this is all over, I can just start working from home more often because... Right on, but yeah. Living at home feels great. Or work from home feels great. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Do they have you wearing any sort of, like, protective equipment while you're there? Or uh, any nope, extra just, precautions? Just, just plain clothes. Uh, we've we've mm-hmm. spread out our... our uh, desk space a bit more just because it's available and we don't and you know social distancing is the is the hot keyword um yep. there are like gloves offered but like nothing in terms of, like masks or or anything right like, too too much uh, ppe right yeah 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 it's a uh, it's a new wave right now and this is going to be outdated probably by next week but like everybody making uh like seen a lot of people posting about making like homemade face masks. Oh yeah. I was in a chat with some friends earlier and uh, I guess my one friend's mom either is making them herself. And so like, I just heard masks like, Hey, did you want a mask? I'm just like, huh? Didn't, didn't realize that people are doing that. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a fashion uh, emblem of, of this time. I, I think. Right. Yeah, like different designs and stuff on them. Yeah. People really like showing off their personality. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, there's like a Dr. Oz video where it wasn't a scarf, but a, or like a full-on face mask, but just like, here's how to convert a bandana into a mask. Uh, and it was just mm. like a bright red bandana, so it looked like a freaking gang member. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think I saw you post that, and then they put the song on there, like he's a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's too good the internet's amazing like i it's just so it's so good all the stuff that you post it's like right up my alley too i love it i always get a good chuckle when i see your post so thank you happy to to provide some comedy in uh these trying times (laughs) absolutely um so what so we've gotten pretty deep into your work life uh what are you doing sort of outside of work i know that you said you had a show but even then that's all sort of like uh, I, I guess is that sort of engaging more of real estate as a hobby as opposed to your actual career or just like a supplemental sort of uh, media piece? You, sorry, you're talking about the show? Yeah. Yeah, so like the the uh, the, the Reitzel Brothers show is kind of like an arm to the to the business, um, just kind of tying into the, the whole branding thing and just like building something um, around what we're already doing. And so, yeah, like the, the podcast and the YouTube, um, both are kind of 
started as, okay, how can we uh, get our stuff out there so that, you know, even when we're sleeping, like someone can be watching our content or even something like, hey, what's a common question that we get a lot so we can just address it and then kind of like a frequently asked questions board type of situation. I haven't really used it for that yet, but that was kind of like one of the ideas to just like answer common questions about real estate. Um, and then it's, it, it's kind of adapted a little bit more now to where it, it is a little bit more fun. Like I, we're still editing all, most of our videos ourselves. Um, so it's like kind of getting into a creative zone in that um, respects, just trying to like throw some personality into it too, while also being educational and just trying not to take it too, uh, too seriously, I guess. Like, um, yeah, like it, I've, I've always thought about doing a, a podcast uh, that's more, you know, not really business related, but I thought this is just a good opportunity for, uh, for us to just kind of sharpen ourselves um, while also providing what we think is valuable content. Like we've heard from some people that they, that they think it's valuable. So we just keep doing it for that reason. And, um, you know, we're, we're meeting new people by it too, which is interesting. Like people will reach out to us, say, Hey, I watched your YouTube video and it kind of creates a, a, a different kind of relationship versus, Hey, I'm cold calling you. You live on one, two, three main street. You don't know me, but you are thinking of selling and we're sitting down. That's kind of a different type of relationship where I'm kind of trying to like, I don't know, you're kind of coming from down here because they don't know me, but versus if somebody has already watched like 20 of my YouTube videos and they're, they're coming to me to talk about investment real estate. It's like, they already know me and they already, you know, kind of think of me as kind of like a thought leader in the, in that space. So they, there's kind of that built in trust already. So yeah, that, that was like kind of one, I guess one of the main uh, benefits to that, like the people have so much time on their hands too right now. So it, they're just like watching stuff and listening to stuff. So if you're watching our stuff, that's awesome. I, we, we appreciate it because we put a lot of work into it. So, yeah. Right on, right on. You had a, you had something that you want to say before I asked that question. Oh yeah. I was thinking, um, cause I know you mentioned world of Warcraft and you, I didn't know that you were um, on Twitch until I was watching your episode with Shiv and you said that you were streaming these on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, I haven't really dove into your, um, your page too much, but are, are you like streaming pretty, uh, pretty regularly then or how? So, so that's kind of a new world to me. I, I don't really know well, too much about that. Welcome and to the I, world of I game too, online so. broadcasting. <laughs> um, so there's time like in the previous expansion where I wasn't really like, uh, in a leadership position. So it's just like, all right, I don't need to like say anything. Um, I can just like focus on the game and then I could like any leftover brain power could like pay attention to chat or whatever. Uh, so that's when I was like actually streaming my raid content. But since then, um, I just kind of like fell off of it because there's just like too much to pay attention to where it's like, okay, I can't give like my stream the attention that it probably should receive. Um, so, as far as like game streaming goes, I like um, I'll like stream incredibly infrequently, mostly because uh, if there isn't an audience to talk to, which there usually isn't, um, it's just like hard to like sort of keep up the same energy as if uh, there mm. was a 
like someone in there. Um, right. But yeah, like I have the, I have the capability. I might try doing it again, um, like next expansion that comes out hopefully towards the end of this year. But basically, my sort of raid content uh, at most, I'll like save like our kill videos to like my YouTube channel. But on that, like the streams, I leave to like other people in the raid. I see. And then that, so you're mostly um, or exclusively with uh, World of Warcraft, or is there any other games you're playing? Uh, been playing a lot of World of War or World of Warcraft uh, two nights a week. Uh, the rest of the days either get spent on um, like League of Legends, miscellaneous sort of indie games that are single player. I think in general, I don't particularly enjoy single player experiences as much as multiplayer because like. I just like the camaraderie that comes with a multiplayer game. Mm -hmm. um, but I, uh, this last week, I actually picked up the uh, Division 2 on recommendation from a friend. So I've been doing that with uh, some buddies that are all playing games now that they're back, in, or back to playing games out there in quarantine and uh, can't really right. get out as much. And that that's a real hoot. Nice. It's, yeah, it's always good to... Yeah, like that whole uh, camaraderie aspect to like online uh online games i i would say most of the time i prefer them I, I i play games too as well and i've also considered um streaming because like why not but i just i don't really have the setup like i the laptop that i have is really crappy so i'm mostly like i'm on my ipad right now um I have an iPad and I have a cell phone so i don't know if yeah, that's no. going to allow yeah, me to do are kind of limiting so what what it, like are there options for me like i don't even have a I, I i play on a playstation 4 and i pretty much with the ps4 i don't have a webcam for it and i have an ipad and a cell phone i've googled this a bunch but i thought heck i might as well run it by you because you you seem to know your stuff so uh i think strictly speaking you can stream from like either an ipad or an iphone uh i know like most of the sort of irl streamers will have that as their sort of uh like their system platform for which through which they stream uh so if you just like point a camera at your at your tv uh it'll give like a similar sense but not quite like the sort of experience where uh the the visual clarity of the game comes through on the stream uh but still well, the ps4 will also um stream directly oh, to right. twitch by the way i i i I should add that, yeah. Um, so I've I, I've done that before, but I was just thinking, like, how do I also show my face? I guess without getting gotcha. a camera. I don't know if there's a way to do that with my phone. Yeah, I unfortunately not having a PS4. I haven't looked into sort of that option too much. Um, okay, that's fine. Whether yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that there is like some possible setup where it just like feeds into a stream, and then you just sort of overlay your webcam on top of it. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't have that answer for you at this time. No, that's okay because you like you probably run it all through. I've read online like an OBS or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll spend more time on Google. I don't need to use your brain power for silly <laughs> stuff like this. <laughs> uh, so, what kind of games are you are you playing these days? Um, yeah, like I've always been a big Call of Duty fan. So the nice. new, um, yeah, and I have some friends who like playing that as well. Um, so yeah, the, the, like the new modern warfare, they just dropped the, uh, like their version of the battle Royale, the Warzone, um, I think it's called Warzone. Yeah. 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 So I've been playing that. And then, um, I also mess around playing like some NBA games. Um, 
And then when I'm feeling like, I guess NBA is when I'm not feeling like not playing online, but also um, there's a couple like Assassin's Creed games that I like playing that you don't have to play with anybody else. Yeah. I don't even know if you can. Um, and you just like go into your own little world and build your character and do some parkour, explore all the lands and yeah, parkour. And I, I think that's really fun too. So nice. Uh, oh, and steep. Have you ever played steep? I've not heard of it. What is, steep? Oh, um, it's basically like, um, it's like a mountain based game and there's like, you can snowboard, you can ski, you can, um, you can do like those flying uh, squirrel suits. Like a hang gliding suit. Yeah, you can do like hang gliders. There's there's like seven or eight different things you can do um, from the top of mountains, and it's all you're all just on mountains and different objectives and times to beat, and it's it's really fun actually. Yeah, now, now it's been described. I think I've seen like some footage of it. I did not know that that was the name of the game. Uh, yeah, the best ones the the flying monkey suits, and yeah. you're like flying down, and you got to nail through these rings and the the courses are really hard and you can go to these different like um real life mountain ranges and stuff so like the scenery is beautiful um it's like it's really well uh it's a really beautiful looking game nice yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so pre pre-covid uh how else were you spending your time outside of work and gaming oh yeah um well that would have been uh winter so I mean, now that the weather's getting a bit nice, like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of finding a little bit of the old routine, like getting out and like going for uh, some bike rides occasionally when the sun's out. I like biking. So that's, that's one thing that I like uh, doing a lot, but with the gyms closed, you can't even like pedal on a machine mm-hmm. <laughs> during the winter. So I've been kind of dying to like get out. So as soon as it was, there was any bit of warmth, I was out riding a bike, um, I definitely like cooking a lot. Like mm. that's one of the things that whenever I travel somewhere, um, which is kind of off the books right now, <laughs> traveling anywhere, unfortunately, but always trying to like find one of those uh, meals that I really enjoy and like, you know, getting the recipe and getting some tips from them. And then when I come back home, trying to sort of replicate it, um, Usually it doesn't work, but I end up creating some sort of custom version of it that I can create comfortably. That's still it does the pretty. Yeah. So like I have some stuff when I went to Thailand, um, some cool, like spicy, uh, spicy Thai dishes that I've learned. And then when I was in, um, when I was in Ghana, Africa, um, there was some cool, like, uh, like spicy bean and rice, um, dishes. So yeah, I, I like cooking. Um, I live with my, uh, my brother. So he's, he's on board with it because we, we make some pretty cool food here. Sometimes he doesn't really cook that much. Um, but he helps out with the dishes. So it's kind of like a win-win. Oh yeah. You, you have to make sure that the chores it. are evenly distributed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you, yeah, you know that you have, um, you said you live with some friends, right? Yeah. So do you yeah. guys have like a formal outline of, house chores or is it more uh it's not like super strict um like we we meal prep a lot of the time so we just like bake chicken in the oven in like large batches and we sort of have a hand in that and then in the end everything just ends up in a dishwasher so like that is beautiful so much i can't like going 27 years without a dishwasher oh it's it's heaven Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't wait to transition, man. I grew up washing dishes and 
we we don't have a dishwasher here so it's uh yeah i like the the like i really look forward to getting one um but at the same time like i'm per- i'm perfectly capable of washing them so it's okay. not like something i absolutely just like you know i absolutely need to spend that that money to get one um but it's like i like to sort of pretend it like oh i'm gonna you know have a little bit of time to think and uh <laughs> kind of meditate but in the moment you're like my hands are in the sink and <laughs> i got food on them this is kind of gross um but hey that's that's what it is what it is when do you think you're going to transition to your next house and what are some things that you uh you you definitely want to have uh as a feature that you do not currently possess huh it's a good question um i would say us one of us or both of us moving out of this place will probably be at least um at least a year but definitely within like i'd say by the time i'm 30 um to have like my own space would be nice i think that's not really a hard deadline because like living with my brother here is it's working out um i'd say like 80 to 90 percent well like there's only some complaints that i really have about it and i think for this time of my life it's 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 pretty awesome actually just to be able to stay connected with my only sibling mm-hmm. um and for, as for features a dishwasher <laughs> for sure a dishwasher yeah and maybe like maybe like a little bit more of a backyard setup like we have a small like a really really small uh backyard with like a little bit of green space and i i have a little barbecue back there and like a little bit of garden it's like it's maybe like 10 by 10 or something my measurements aren't very good, but um, something like that. So having having a bit more of a yard where I could like go out there and um, do activities, <laughs> outdoor <laughs> just, activities. Just, just what do people do with that? Activities. <laughs> There's a field across from our place, though. So it's like if I want to go do those activities, like uh, it's interesting to think about these things, like all the stuff you'd want to do, like have friends over and throw a frisbee or something it's like all those things you just can't do right now (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah we're social distancing but then we're also touching a frisbee so that just doesn't work um just 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 throw some gloves on you'll be fine (laughs) just don't lick lick the disc right yeah 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 and maybe some maybe like uh some i guess uh a bit of a like a more set like workout area just because now realizing that hey gyms could be shut on a moment's notice just having um, the option to work from home and like create carving out a space to to do that seems yeah pretty vital like yeah like we have a couple of dumbbells here like 10 pounders and it's i was i was pretty consistent like five days a week at the gym so i oh, really wow. miss it so it's like i'm going to going for walks and using these little weights and like my habits have just kind of slipped because I don't have the routine anymore. So mm-hmm. it, the whole physical uh, activity aspect of this quarantine time has like my, the habits, it's uh, really hard to make a habit and then it's really easy to just drop it. Okay, for sure. <laughs> like it's, it's funny. If you, if you missed working out for a week, you could probably just like forget all about it. You know, it's <laughs> like that. Th- that's kind of how some habits work for me unless I've been doing it for years and, 
the working out's been kind of fairly consistent, but just not. Um, yeah, I guess the quarantine stuff's really just thrown a wrench in that for sure. <laughs> um, what about you, man? What like what? <laughs> that's such a good question. What would like? What are you missing in your place that you would like for your next place? So that's the thing. When we when when, when my friend sort of um uh sort of invited me to the like into this house because uh, uh it was originally just like gonna be him and his brother and then there was just like a room left over so they figured and they knew that i was uh looking so the the concept was that like every feature that we wanted as kids we will just have in this house so this included a dishwasher a a fridge with a built-in water dispenser because <laughs> apparently Ooh, yeah because you can't trust taps i guess um I think those are like the two big ones that uh, that they that really stuck to. Yeah, yeah. No and question. There's like a there's like a dartboard in the living room, just like a nice oh, dartboard. Thing, oh yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you got a sweet setup, man. The dishwasher, <laughs> the water from the fridge. We don't have any of that, man. You guys are oh, yeah. you guys and, are mulling uh, out and, uh, and uh, ice tray. You know, just just built in ice cubes. Mm. For built in ice cubes. Ice yep. For. Yes. Uh, for the amount of times I use ice, like I'm wasting all these precious moments going in and cracking it out of the tray <laughs> and <laughs> think of all the things I could be doing with all that extra time. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You guys got it. You guys got a pretty sweet setup by the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, big fan of it. Um, so for just, sure. just wheeling back to the cooking thing a bit. Um, do you feel like there was a there there was a reproduction like a recreation that you did at home that like you feel actually pretty good about of like those um, uh, dishes from abroad? Yeah, yeah, probably the probably the stuff from Africa was probably the best because um, I, I think the reason why was because I actually spent some like I spent some time with the people who were actually cooking it like while they were cooking it, so I kind of you got the visual. It's, yeah, you got you get the visual. It's different than the dish I learned that was from Thailand because I, I ate the dish and I was like, I really love this. Can you give me the instructions? And it was just kind of a written thing. Mm-hmm. So then you're kind of referring to like Google to like confirm things and to try and get more information. But having that like firsthand, um, the one-on-one experience, I think like was was huge for sure because that that one came out the most the most similar for sure. Nice. Uh, how did you go about picking where you were, uh, or deciding like where you were going to travel? Was it for work-related things, or was it just purely leisure? So the Thailand trip um, was because a good buddy of mine, uh, Quincy. He just he was like, "Hey, man, in a couple months, I just want to I want to go to Thailand for a month. Um, do you guys want to go?" And it was kind of one of those like, "I'm already going. Do you want to just join?" kind of situations um so i was like sure like my my, i can i can my schedule is kind of whatever i make it to be so yeah i can bugger off for a month in in january it's like the slowest month for for real estate and Mm -hmm. that was in like i my years always get mixed up man but i think (laughs) it was like 2016 and so then yeah that was the three of us and for a month that was like the longest trip i've ever been on he never thought i'd be able to do that incredibly affordable um to go to thailand i had accumulated a ton of uh, points on my visa travel visa 
for uh nice. just from like spending so much money um <laughs> through, through my freaking visa man and then uh, i my, my my flight costs were basically covered and then it was just like food and hostels um that was probably my favorite trip ever actually like that was that that, that was a cool one nice and then the ghana one um was like a guy that we work with jeff he he works really closely with um, like a, a charity that they work really closely with an orphanage that's in Ghana. So it was kind of like they were doing like a aid trip to this location, but Jeff has been there like 20 times. So he kind of ran the trip and um, he was like, he, t- he would talk about Ghana, Africa all the time at his uh, investment seminar, just kind of as one of his big whys, um, just like helping helping people and money's good for the good it can do. And so we're like, yeah, we should, we should go. So then we went there for uh, 10 days with him. And that was like, just like a a year and a half ago. Um, So yeah, both trips kind of got sucked into him. (laughs) Like just from other people going, they're like, want to come? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Sure. Like I, I, I enjoy traveling, but I haven't made it that much of a priority lately to actually think like, Oh, when am I going to go on my own self-designed trip? I just get sucked into other people's trips, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) which is cool to have that opportunity and to be able to go do that. Um, was cool. Like Africa's, I don't know if you've ever been to Africa, man, but it's a different world. (laughs) I'll take, I don't know how they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to do with the coronavirus, man. Like the healthcare, um, system is just like it's not yeah nothing like nothing like we have here for sure nothing like it yeah and the place that we were in is just yeah it's like it's just so so impoverished and everyone is like so happy it's like why are you so happy you have nothing and they're like everything's good i'm just gonna find some food to eat today and um it just gives you a different outlook like just you become so grateful um for everything that you have here and you realize that all your all your little issues that you worry about, they're just so not like just not worth worrying about. You know, you have a roof over your head, you have something you can eat. Um, no one's on anxiety medication over there <laughs> worrying about car payments or doing their taxes or anything. It's like, you know, found a stick, I'm going to go play. And like, obviously that's not everybody there, mm-hmm. but we're at an orphanage with like 40 kids. Um, we're all like, from various uh, ages and walks of life and stuff. And it was just, yeah, really, really eye-opening. And it's like, if you ever have an opportunity to go to like somewhere that's like third world like that, um, definitely take it up. Cause it's not like watching like a UNICEF commercial and you see the, like the poverty and you're just like, yeah, that's, that's really sad. And then you're actually there. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, wow. <laughs> this is how, this is just, this is their life. This and life, like, yeah yeah this is like and and people are are still smiling and people are still going forward and it's no one's worried about having the newest iphone you know it's just it's like chill out dude (laughs) you don't need the newest iphone (laughs) yeah that sounds wonderful uh yeah yeah well i know not not everybody has the opportunity to like travel um i guess i should ask like have you been anywhere cool lately uh i took a trip to oshiega uh last year and then i think the the my previous bit of travel before that was uh 
like I guess outside of Canada was to a couple trips to Chicago um, in like the early 2010s, uh, mostly due to connections through World of Warcraft. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. it's an interesting experience meeting people that you only know through the internet in person, uh, but a bunch of you know, pretty pretty chill dudes. Yeah. Uh, had you already like seen their faces before? Like, I were they not. like sharing face I, cams and I, stuff? I did not have any sort of con- conception of what any of them looked like. Uh, they were all as large as I expected an average American to be, though. So that was like my baseline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I knew like one of them was like a bit of an emo or like more of an emo kid, uh, like oh. you know, in his youth. Uh, so there was like that sort of expectation, but everyone else just kind of like. You're just a generic man, in my mind, uh, like a silhouette with a with a question mark, just like a character right. that hasn't been unlocked in a video game. <laughs> That's interesting that you wouldn't even know what they look like, eh? And it, it's funny too because you probably constructed a visual in your mind of what you thought they looked like. Were they were they anything like that, or not? Like, I I can't say with like absolute certainty, but I'm pretty sure I just like had no like even preconception of just like a, well you literally just imagine yeah. them like it's like black silhouette with question mark like you're like a name <laughs> and and that's all i got if, right. if if someone were to have come to the airport and told me that they were someone else i would be like sure that's you that's true that, that's yeah what Texas. maybe you never I, I actually met him at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have that that's funny it reminds me because like sometimes i have that issue with um with music actually i don't know if you've ever experienced this where you're listening to it and you're like man i really like i'll listen to some new like hip-hop artists and i'm like man this guy's awesome and then i'll watch a music video or see a picture of them and go like i don't like this person anymore (laughs) as soon as i see what they look like all of a sudden it's like the sounds literally are less enjoyable i don't know what's going on inside my brain but like it'll seem like the visual can actually like change the way i i like perceive the whole situation i don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that i can't say i've quite experienced it but um <laughs> there, there have been moments where i'm like listening to an artist for the first time it's like coming on the radio or something and then like i'll look them up it's like oh that is that is much different than what i was yeah. uh, expecting yeah maybe i'm maybe that's bad to admit i'm not sure, like <laughs> you're maybe, getting like, canceled <laughs> like uh, what people look like is turning me off <laughs> i'm oh, judging people oh, no. based on their looks i think we're all doing that though whether you want to admit it or not probably well i get or or whether you uh let it play into the way you actually treat that person maybe because like first impressions are a real thing but i think the way you treat that person after that like is kind of where your character comes out oh, i guess for sure for sure right yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so what things were you looking to in the future before the whole quarantine thing happened? Like, like what, what plans did you have down the pipeline? What's been sort of thwarted? And then uh, now that quarantine has in place and uh, like, what are you looking forward to after? Like, what's the first thing you're going to do once quarantine lets up? Hmm. That's actually a good question. Uh, well, pro. <laughs> yeah, you got lots of them today uh like pr- probably visit um visit family like go see my parents if our dog is still alive go see him um spanky he's like 
I have no idea how he's still alive. Um, I feel like you had that dog when I met you. <laughs> yeah, he's 17. Um, or almost almost 17. Yeah, he's uh, like... He's just been on the deterioration path for the last like two years, mm-hmm. um, just like losing his sight, losing his hearing, um, losing his um, weight. Um, he was like he was like a, a healthy uh, Jack Russell um, at like twenty in the low twenty pounds. I think he was like twenty two, and now he's like sixteen. So it's like oh, you lost like a quarter of your body weight. Yeah, but like let's say you were like. You, you were lean and mean and then you lost a quarter of your body weight. Um, so he's like super tiny and just like bumping into everything. And um, yeah, they say he's got some sort of growth inside his um, liver, but then they wanted to do all this testing. They were like, it could be cancer. It could be something else. Do you want to put him through all this testing that's going to have all these side effects? Or do you just want to kind of try and make his life as good as possible? And we're like, we'll just try and make his, his life as good as possible for the next bit. Long, yeah. Um, yeah. And they said like three months and that was like a year and a half ago. So, and it, I, I would visit him. That's one thing I miss a lot actually um, because of the quarantine is I, I would go, I would go and visit him at my parents' place um, at least like two or three times a week. And now I just can't like, I can't go over there. So oh, we do video chats and stuff. But um, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's better than Spanky just like going out and getting hit by a car and then all of a sudden it's like your dog's dead. Yeah. It's like, hey, your dog is going to pass, come to terms with it, and it's been time. So yeah, like um, we we're expecting it. It's not something I'm going to – like I'll be upset about it, but it's not like it's going to be a shocker. Yeah. yeah, so that's one thing. Going to if, I, if he's still around, go visit him. Go say hi to my parents. Uh, go visit um, – some other friends that we've been just doing like video chats and then um, uh, maybe go to like, like Ethel's and grab a beer <laughs> or something and like uh, <laughs> some, some food, like, yeah, get some tacos like that. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's probably what I would do. What about you? What are you looking forward Ooh. to doing? I look forward to going back to the gym. Um, mm. Yeah. It's a good one. Me too. Yeah. I, my plan was to like sort of be at a healthy BMI by the end of the year. Um, Cause like when I started in October, I was at like 240. Now I'm down to around 200. Holy shit. So speaking of, I guess losing 25% of your body weight, I guess that that's my goal. Cause like, I, was, I think it's to be at like 180 for my height is like the healthy BMI area. Right, right, right. How tall are you? Uh, five, nine, but I, according to Tinder, awesome. I'm six, one. <laughs> Ah, it's a good move. Yeah, you gotta you just gotta lie. <laughs> right, right, right. And then, yeah, and then when you meet them, you just go, the ruler was broken or so. I don't yeah. know. I was, I was, in, I was in my platform shoes. I was at the disco and I decided maybe I'll get my height checked at the disco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Tinder. I love that. I, yeah, I no, work on my improv because that question is going to happen. And I'm going to freeze up like that. Mm. yeah true yeah you gotta say like my mom measured my height and told me i was 6'1 that, that should be your go-to because <laughs> shows i care about my mama and my mama cares about me true true no that's i 
that's uh that's got to be attractive, right? Yeah, every everybody loves a mama's boy. For sure. I feel like if you meet a girl and you say that you really love your mom and that turns her off, she's probably not the right oh, that's, girl. Anyway. That's an absolute red flag of uh Right. I guess that's a red flag on both sides. It's like I met this guy, he won't stop talking about his mother. It's a weird Oedipus thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't talk about her too much. Yeah. Express that you love her, but maybe move along to another topic. <laughs> Are you like, yeah, that, I guess that's one thing too. That's kind of, if, if someone's not like in a relationship or like committed with someone in quarantine with them, like the whole dating scenes just like had a halt right now. eh? Um, Like, were you, were you like dating before? I was not, I have gotten like maybe three, uh, like actual in-depth human conversation matches. Uh, then the rest were just like, goes, it's rough out there for a pimp. (laughs) <laughs> and that's on tinder uh tinder bumble the whole the whole kit and caboodle yeah yeah is that like i've i've dabbled in like the tinder and on the bumble and then other people are saying well if you really want to do something go to like plenty of fish or um something more official i guess yeah. people don't think tinder bumbles as official i guess i don't know yeah i think i th- I, th- I think certain apps definitely have skewed more towards like a sort of fling type scenario versus uh like looking for a relationship mm. or somewhere just more so just like our entire brand is just like come here for a relationship it's not here for hookups right can you still hear me okay by the way okay oh yeah okay cool yeah because uh, that's that's kind of on halt right now <laughs> a lot oh, of people yeah. like because I, I i i get bored and um, I've been on like Tinder and Bumble as well. Um, I guess I shouldn't say because I'm bored because that, that that's not like the only reason it's because now, you have, like, now you have the time trying to make connections and realizing I can't just go do them <laughs> outside. Um, yeah, a lot of people are like, like literally like updating their uh, descriptions being like hey let's oh, yeah, that, let's have some meaningful conversation while in quarantine and then maybe later we can like that's how you know they're social active user, at least. you know you're you're, you're gonna swipe you're gonna you're either gonna swipe back or you know pass on you and if you don't hear anything back you're just like all right this was just a no yeah, yeah. that's yeah it, it can kind of mess with your uh oh, it with your mental state though what's that it messes with the psyche a lot. Like there was a time where I was very oh, yeah. much like trying really, really hard. And then I'm just kind of like, and, and that was probably like one of my lower points in the last like five to 10 years. Um, but I've, I, I've just like relaxed a bit. Learned to love myself a yeah. bit more. Hey man, that's a good, that's a really good place to start. Yeah. It's hard to like, yeah, that's it. It, it's weird how much of like a, a focus that has to be for most people. I think like just actually like taking care of yourself and like being able to like sit with yourself and, and be happy with all the shit that's going on <laughs> inside of you, you know, yeah. it's hard to expect anyone else to like enjoy you if you don't really enjoy yourself. For sure. Maybe I'm for thinking sure. about it wrong. No, that's no, something that I've is, been thinking about a little is, bit more lately. Bang on yeah so if you got issues it's with yourself it's just gonna like reflect out and um yeah it's hard to decide like do you 
do you do like the try hard method or do you do like the really laid back method? Um, it's like who, yeah, yeah the, the, the whole online dating thing, it's like such a mind fuck. Yeah. There is no, there is no singular way to do it. So you just got to figure out what, what works best for you. I guess, right. I guess historically in my life, a lot of my, uh, sort of opportunities have come from just me just like passively hang out and things pop up and be like, yes, as opposed to like actively seeking, um, actively looking for opportunities rather. Hmm. Where they just kind of come to because you're already kind of in the same yeah. space or interested in something similar or yeah. yeah, that's probably a good way to go about it. It's just who has patience for all that, you know, it, that seems so like, it's just so out there. Like you, you feel like you're not in control of any of that, mm-hmm. you know? Especially like as we get older, um, like outside of dating apps, uh, it's just like where are we meeting people? Oh, at work. Well, dating coworkers like dicey territory because if things don't mm-hmm. go particularly well, then you just have to like see them every day, and that's like a rough experience for everyone involved. Right. Yeah. What's like, that saying? As was don't like, dip your cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As was like, you know, a lot of people that I know that are in relationships, um, most of them were just like met up through school because I was just like, you know, a place where you have a shared experience mm-hmm. uh, and you could see people regularly and just relate to them. But like at work, you're just kind of like focused on a task. You may not be necessarily connecting with your coworkers as much. It's uh, it's an interesting, interesting uh, time to go through thoughts of just relation like intimate relationships yeah for sure i I don't know if this is a new feature but i was on like it was either tinder or bumble but they now have like a phone call and like a video call sort of feature built right into it i don't know if that's something new to like move with the times or if they've always had that in there but i thought that was kind of interesting because if a conversation's going well then you could like bring them up or video or something like Mm -hmm. I think that's a feature that they added, but now that, you know, everybody's in isolation, they're just like, okay, we're going to promote this feature a bit harder just because it may oh. be giving us an edge or just like you a better outlet. Mm. Mm. But yeah. So I know you mentioned uh, eating chicken. Is there anything, <laughs> what, what would be your other like favorite go-to foods? Uh, if I just had the option to eat whatever I want, um, there's like a, there's like a bao sandwich shop uh up by the universities i don't know if you've ever been there but it is no. super freaking tasty um if you get the opportunity once this all washes over uh are you not allowed to eat there anymore i i don't think they're open while quarantine is in effect um, oh right and and generally i need to like i before i moved uh i just spent a lot of money on takeout just like that was where most of my money that would probably have otherwise gone to like a rent went just like so right. much yeah. money on food a month. Um, <laughs> so moving out uh, was very much determined to like cut back on that as much as possible. That being said, since quarantine has been in effect, I've probably eaten at like restaurants on the plaza, just to, like keep those businesses going since they're open. I want to like show some support. So I've been eating out a bit more, uh, which is probably that's, the opposite of what should be happening. Well, you're nice. Like that's, 
that's a really nice um like thought process to to support the businesses around you while this is going on because they're just a lot of these people are just like screwed you know people who like own a restaurant or um i heard a story of a guy who literally just like he just signed a five-year lease uh for a space and then they put like a couple hundred thousand in renos into this place to make it into a restaurant and then COVID hit. Oh, and it's like, Oh geez. Now you have this huge lease, all these reno costs that you financed and, um, zero no income and yeah. no prospect of any future income for months. Like, so it's, that's one thing, um, I've heard from people just, if you have a business that you really support and they have like gift cards or something, just go buy some gift cards because mm-hmm. then they can have income and then you can, eat there in the future i guess if they're still around maybe yeah. but no i guess you gotta you pick and choose what you want to spend your money on because like us getting money now too just everybody it's like it's a bit of a bit of a tricky situation i know the government's helping out in some ways however they can but luckily i heard that like are, the system that we have implemented to get people those um sort of like stimulus checks is actually just like very functional which is good to hear mm. which is like a like a couple day turnaround time before you get money in your account right which is like right. wild yeah that that doesn't seem like the way it like that's just not how it would have worked in my brain when i thought <laughs> government helping out with money that's like that's like a month in the future or longer you yeah. know but i heard it's like three days that people are getting money so that's that's really um that's that's good to hear because some people can't wait a whole month or whatever like what i thought it was going to be but so these sandwiches then is that like oh describe to me what's going on in the sandwich so like do you do you have a concept of like a sort of vietnamese bao which is like a okay so it's sort of like um yeah it's sort of like a like a doughier um uh, how best it, it, it's like a glutinous doughy sort of um, like, I think it's rice flour based sort of bread. Uh, okay. And you just sort of like, uh, yeah, it, it's basically just like a, like a Vietnamese taco is how I will describe it. Um, but instead of like, you know, like a, like a soft tortilla or something, it's just like this, this doughy, this doughy thing. Um, right. And it's like a centimeter thick kind of the the dough layer kind of ish. Oh uh, yeah, it's 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 got some thickness to it for sure. Right. Um, yeah, I'm I got the image now. Yeah. But yeah. And just, then what's in it? Uh they have a bunch of different fillings. There's like a a lot of them are just like a sort of Asian fusion sort of thing. So there's like a chicken mm. katsu. Um there's a fried fish one that is also very very good. Uh pork belly, either like five spice or um like a crackling sort of pork belly. All of it's oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reminded me of Thailand a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had similar stuff like that. As soon as you described that, uh, the doughy thing, I've, I've had that before. Whether it's exactly the same or not, I'm not sure, but something Probably something is. very similar. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, as far as like, because our meal prepping is just has just been like the same thing week to week. Uh there was a time in you know the recent couple of weeks where Costco actually just like ran out of chicken, so like all right oh, we'll 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 pivot and we'll pick up some other meat. Uh, so we made some like just like ground beef, which we just eat up with rice uh, a couple of meals a day. 
there a couple meals a week. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's sim- that's similar um, to what we're doing over here. I'll like, I'll 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 do the prep thing because I like I enjoy cooking, but I think you know I don't want to go through the whole process like multiple times a day. Yeah. So it's like cooking a bunch of chicken breast, cooking a bunch of um, like potatoes or rice, that kind of stuff, just so you have that in bulk in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good it. way to go. Yeah, yeah, totally. So what's um how how often are you uh, working now? Is it like full-time hours or is oh, yeah, it, it's have they reduced hours. it? Uh, they gave us the option to sort of like shift schedules relative to one another. Uh, so basically like if some people work eight to five, some people work, can, can work like nine to six or like six to two. Uh, mm. If you request that, they will happily accommodate it because, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that things aren't spreading as much as we possibly can while still being a functional business. Mm-hmm. so what 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 shift are you opting for uh, i'm going to classic nine to five because i've never nice. actually worked a nine to five before and that was like the old the old phrasing where it's just like yeah you know you work an eight hour nine to five or eight eight five an hour um obviously minimum wage not that low here but uh you know just good good honest living <laughs> Nice. And then um, just to pivot too, because like with the similar um, interest here, just with podcast, are you posting this on any sort of podcast like um, platform or on YouTube or just streaming it? I know you mentioned streaming it on Twitch. So like what's your... Uh... So, so there's the there's the live broadcast that is going on on Twitch currently. There is the YouTube video component because Zoom... Oh God, I'm recording. Shit. All right. Uh... I forgot to start recording on Zoom, so I won't have an audio or video until I rip it from the Twitch stream. Oh, buddy. Tech issues are abundant. Um, But anyways, theoretically, uh, there is the YouTube component where, you know, because Zoom's integrated record system has, like, a separate video and audio file, so you could upload, like, just the audio if you wanted. Um... I didn't even think about that, man, because I I, I, di- I didn't see their little record icon in the top corner, and it no, like that, flashed that, in my that, mind, yeah, and then like out the other side. On me. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I my brain just malfunctioned. That's okay. I it just it didn't register. My solution will be to. Um, I'm gonna. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, Do you so, think you'll be so, able to pull it off your Twitch stream? Yeah, so so Twitch can export to YouTube. That's not a problem. Uh, as far as like extracting the audio from a video, I don't have a oh, great yeah. way of doing that in my mind at the moment. My current solution is just to um, play the video and then through Audacity, just like have my system sounds go into like the record line so that uh, it's just like recording the audio from my machine and then I'll upload that file. As far as like where that's getting uploaded to, it's also the audio itself is getting uploaded to SoundCloud because um, I don't have a particular like podcasting specific platform like um, uh, like an Anchor FM or like a Pod Bay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the works at the moment. Um, this is mostly just like proof of concept at the moment, or as a as a podcast at this time. I see. Yeah, it's um, it's actually really easy to to um, rip audio off of a video with a with a program. Excellent. Um, I'll talk to you about this after. 
yeah any sort of like video editing uh software you can you can rip audio off uh very easily so yeah, we can chat about that yeah <laughs> Uh, but okay. now that I'm confronted with the reality that I need to uh, solve a problem, uh, I think that brings us to the end of the show, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Oh, wow. It's 3.30, eh? Yeah. Time flies. Going. Oh, no, man, this was fun. Um, I feel like I mostly talked a lot. So I, in hindsight, I feel a little bit bad that I didn't, uh, you know, bring, bring a lot of those questions back to you. But um yeah, uh, it was it was definitely nice, like it's, just to be able to to reconnect fun. and. Most because like <laughs> my, my fear is that like as more episodes of this come out, as people start to ask me questions, I feel like I'm going I'm going to get a lot of the same questions from people that you know maybe don't listen to the show and to just like mm. have a similar set of questions about like where I am and what I'm doing, versus like you know I like I'm the constant through these episodes. My guess is the one right. that's going to change. So the more that they can. Mm. Uh, talk at length about what they're up to is uh definitely a definitely a benefit for me okay okay fair enough fair enough well um yeah like it it was fun if you ever want to to do it again i would be down for sure if you're ever playing call of duty man let me know we can uh we can hop on there it's like it's cross console so and if you ever have any interest in that um let me know and uh yeah hopefully we can figure this audio out if you want to sit if you have any issues with it, just let me know. Will do. Um, is there anything you'd like to pl- promote at this time? Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. If you want to... I'm going to set this speaker view, so it's just like, just you. Go for it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so Dude, if you're... Just, just uh, if you're the barrel of the camera. <laughs> If you're interested in, uh, in real estate or investment real estate... Um, anything along those lines, uh, definitely check us out. We are on YouTube and on any uh, podcast app that you're listening on. Uh, we're called the Reitzel Brothers. Uh, Reitzel is R-E-I-T-Z-E-L. Um, you can check us out on YouTube uh, podcast. Hit us up. Um, I'm Matt Reitzel, so I'm on Instagram as well. And um, yeah, so if you ever want to connect, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to chat. Thanks, Chris. No problem. <laughs> we appreciate that opportunity. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that'll do it for this episode three of Hello, We Don't Talk, Let's Talk. I'm once again Chris Waugh, and I thank everybody for, for tuning in. Shout out to John, who was active in the chat. Uh, I need to forward you his contact information. Perfect. But yeah, bye everyone. Awesome. Thanks, John. See you, Chris.